0: Hello, this is Aaron Saft and the MR Running Pains podcast. My guest today is Rachel Blinn. Rachel completed the Foothills Trail not only once, but twice. She went out and back on the Foothills Trail to gain the supported FKT. Um, Rachel has an amazing story. Um, uh, it's, uh, it's just taken aback. I'm just impressed by you know the things that she went through, how she overcame them, and where she is today. Uh, I love and I appreciate that she shared her story. I hope you're touched and inspired by it. Um, truly, uh, it's been a joy to watch Rachel grow um, as a runner. I've had the uh, pleasure and honor of coaching Rachel uh, just to see you know from from where she was to uh, where she is now and where she's going. So um, I hope you enjoy this conversation with, with Rachel. I'll touch base at the end and kind of catch you guys up on everything that's been going on in my world. So until then, enjoy this conversation with Rachel Bryn. All right. I have one nervous Rachel <laughs> Brynn <Blin> with me. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> It's, she is fantastic and she's going to do awesome. So, um, um, Rachel, why don't you start by telling us about you and where this whole odyssey of running came about?
1: Yeah. So basically I started running when I was like five years old. Um, my dad kind of like, he signed up like the whole family for road races and stuff, five K's and I would do them, but I was pretty unhappy while I was doing them. So (laughs) towards the middle, I'd be walking a lot. And generally I would start crying, um, because I was just like, this is very difficult. And I would befriend a lot of like middle-aged women and they would start, and they would like run the whole thing, like the rest of it with me. Um, and at the end I always got trophies because I was the youngest person in the race. So it was always like very rewarding, you know? And, um, eventually my dad started giving us the option of like, do you want to keep running? Do you want to do other sports? So I started doing other things. I did like basketball, soccer, softball, all all that good stuff. Um, and then I, I was like on the all-star softball team and, but there was like a person a little bit better than me. So I kept, I was benched a lot. So it was very, like, it was very sad. And eventually I was like, I started running in the meantime and I felt so much better because it felt like something that like it, it was very personal and, and I, what, I kept like,
0: what what point, of, what point in life was this now?
1: Oh, I was probably, I think it was about eighth grade. Eighth grade. So okay. yeah. So I decided to quit all the other sports and I joined cross country in high school, freshman year. Um, and I did all of the, uh, cross country, indoor and outdoor track. Um, and that But I was also struggling with a lot of mental health issues. Um, when I was, like, nine, I developed an eating disorder, so which is very normal nowadays for people growing up. But it was pretty bad. Um, I had, like, really severe anorexia that turned into, like, bulimia. So my senior year of high school, I was doing cross-country, but I was, like, I was suffering so much, like, in terms of, like, of bulimia, so I would like go home from school early, and I would binge and purge, and then I go to practice, and I'd just be so like unhappy and miserable. And eventually, I ended up. Um, I was t- I was very communi- like I communicated with my coach a lot about what was happening, and there was only so much she could do, you know. And I ended we we ended up making um, we won our state meet, and then we were going to go to state opens. Um, but I finally like got signed into like an outpatient for eating disorders. So I ended up missing state opens. Uh, and I was doing, I skipped I missed school for like a month and a half, two months for this treatment, which didn't really help, um, at all. And I, I feel like, and they made me stop exercising. They made me stop running. So it was like, I feel like it was in that moment that I really like I lost myself in terms of who I was as a person. Cause when they took running away from me and that was like a huge part of my life even though maybe I was using it unhealthily at the time um so I stopped doing track I didn't do indoor track outdoor track I was just like kind of my own entity of unhappiness after that um and then I went to college and I, I ran here and there but I got kind of into uh got into drinking and yeah. And stuff like that. And I had a lot of more mental health stuff going on, uh, like very suicidal stuff like, and just, yeah, not good. So I ended up dropping out after a year and I went back home and it's kind of a long story, but I got into drugs and I wasn't running at all. No, no running whatsoever. Um, I met this guy at a psych ward <laughs> after we tried, like we've we both tried committing suicide. So we, we met and we fell in love. And I didn't know he was doing heroin, um, at the time. And eventually I moved in with him after I got like kicked out of my house for drinking and stuff like that. And we started doing heroin together, not immediately. It wasn't an immediate thing. It was kind of a progression and we did heroin and meth for multiple years. And then I wasn't running, of course. Um, and it was, it was a lot. It was a very, very, very dark time, uh, in my life. And then I got arrested a few times. And the only reason I got clean was because I had like a court date that I had missed. And I, there was like a warrant out for my arrest, all these kinds of things. So I went to rehab, I ended up breaking up with that guy. Um, he ended up overdosing. And then, like, I moved to Asheville. And I felt so much better. But I also felt like something was missing. And that thing that was missing was running you know um so after i got healthier and healthier like i was i was smoking cigarettes i was eating junk food like but at least i wasn't using drugs um i started going out for like 15 minute runs and i felt so good just running um and it felt like i was complete just for a little while you know um so i kept going further and further i had this whole controversy in my head about like i am a hypocrite because i'm smoking i was smoking like a pack a day and then uh also going for a run so i'd like wake up in the morning smoke a cigarette go for a run and i'd just be like i can't be doing both right now you know so as the miles as i like ran three four five miles i was like i was very proud of myself and i went home to connecticut one day uh and my parents i didn't feel like smoking around them and my dad said why don't you quit smoking and sign up for like for a race and use that as motivation um so I did. And the race was actually on January 1st, which is also my birthday. Um, so yeah, it was a 10 mile race. Uh, it was like the resolution run in Asheville and I quit smoking and trained for that. And the miles kept, that was the first time I got injured too. I got a hamstring injury, but the miles kept going up and I was like, you know what? I really like this. Like, I feel good. I feel so much better about myself, about life. Like I feel more optimistic. Um, and just, like, being able to push myself beyond my boundaries. Like, I, every time I hit higher mileage, it was just, like, it just felt like such an achievement, you know? Um, so, shortly thereafter, I mean, if you want to hear about how I got into ultra running, because that's, like, kind of a whole different beast from just regular running. Um,
0: when was and, the uh, When was the 10-miler, just so we have a 10-line? Um,
1: I think, yeah, I think it was 20...
0: 2020.
1: Okay. Yeah. It, it was 2020.
0: So Just before COVID. Mhm.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I did that and then I was injured for a little while and I was worried that I was going to like start smoking again, but I didn't. So that was like some good willpower right there. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh I think it was towards the middle of 2020. Oh yeah, cuz I didn't have a car or anything, um because I was living in a halfway house when I moved to Asheville. So, I Got a car, and I, I saw this dentist, um, and he told me about trail running. I already know what trail running is, you know, but he was like, "There's so many trails out here; like, you've got to try it." And <laughs> I was like, "Okay, maybe I'll partake," you know. Um, so the first time I went trail running here, it was at the Folk Art Center. That's where, I, uh, that's where I like discovered my love for just being out in the woods. Um, and I, I remember I got lost too. I don't know how you get lost out there, but I had no idea, like follow the blazes, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And then after that, I was like, this is, this is something, this is something else. So, um, yeah, it's time progressed. I was going up in miles, but I wasn't training for anything. Like I was running 20 miles, 22, whatever. And I had nothing like on the horizon and I know I was uh, I was watching documentaries and stuff about running because I was pretty, you know, pretty into it. And, um, yeah, there was something about, like, a 50-mile race. And I was just like, that's, that's insane. You know, 50 miles is just <laughs> pff, mind-blowing. Um, <laughs> and then as time went on, I was like, you know what? Like, even though it sounds insane, like, maybe I can do it. And um, I went on Ultra Sign Up, and I considered – I considered a few races, but they just didn't feel, it didn't feel like possible. It didn't feel like a possibility. So um, the first run I did that was like considered in, you know, a longer distance um, was actually gaps to Grove uh, in black mountain. Did you, do you know about that one? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. You can tell everybody about it.
1: Yeah. So it's um, I, I felt like it was very doable because it wasn't a set distance and it was so fun. So it's like, it takes. It's in Black Mountain, and you had from any time from June to the end of December, of I think it was 2020 when I did it. Um, to you could run it as many times as you wanted. How like, yeah, whenever you wanted, and you have 12 hours to. It's like orienteering. Um, so 12 hours, and you have a map, and you have an app. The you slinga. I forget which app it is, but um, and each time you get to a checkpoint, like the app goes off and you hit a checkmark. So there's 32 checkmarks throughout black mountain and with a 12 hour time frame to get each one. And, um, it was so much fun. Like I did it with my friend Leah and she, she ended up dropping after like 26 miles, which is still an incredible distance. Um, I truthfully, I did not finish. <laughs> I actually, I think I had two check marks or checkpoints left. And I was at 36 miles and my friend like just pulled up and she was like, yeah, you only have two left. Like you got this, but it was like 11 and a half hours in. So I was like, I don't think I can do, I don't think I can get there in time. So I was like, you know what? 36 miles is good. And that's the first time I ever, I I don't even consider it like giving up or whatever. I was just like very satisfied with the distance that I had already run and I didn't feel incomplete i didn't feel regretful or anything like that it was just like this fun like how many miles can i get today type thing so yeah that was that was really fun and exciting for me um (laughs) but yeah the ultras kind of kept on coming but i wasn't doing very well in terms of uh taking care of myself during them so i ran the next one i ran was um it was in tennessee and it was called Gone Loco. Uh, gosh, it was terrible. I, it was good, but, it, like, it was so flat. It was on the rails to trails, and it was 33 miles, but you went out 11. Like, you cut, You had to do three out and backs. Um, and each, like, point one, point two, point three was marked. So you saw every single distance that you went. Um, and I did meet a friend there. Her name was Belinda, and she's an amazing she, I call her my ultra mom, um, and <laughs> we ran the first half together. We were doing like eight thirty pace, and I died the second half because eight thirty pace is not who I am. Um, <laughs> but I tried. We, I definitely tried. Um, and that that race was good. I came in second place for women out of like three. So, <laughs> so I, I crushed that one. Um, <laughs> and then, the next one was Rim rim to no no rim runner okay rim runner in tennessee and that one oh my gosh that was 50 50 miles and holy mother of god i suffered i suffered so much um i i want like seven miles in i was like i don't think i can do this i don't i was not eating properly it was uh i had a lot of sleep deprivation leading up to the race because i was working at a job where i was working like night shift and I, I felt so bad and I didn't know how to feed myself properly. I didn't know how to pace myself correctly. It was just a whole lot of things that I just didn't know how to do. Um, and I remember it was like 20 miles in and I was, at, I stopped at an aid station and a person was like, what can we do for you? Are you Okay. And I just started crying I was like, I don't i don't think i could do this and they were like uh yes you can like you all you have to do is just keep moving forward like one foot in front of the other like we'll give you anything you need Do you need anti-chafe stuff food whatever it doesn't matter like even if you have to cry your way through this whole thing you're gonna finish and i was like okay yeah you're right and um so it's two loops of 25 and i saw the like I saw the same people at that aid station right when I had like two miles left or something like that, or a few miles left. And I was like, guys, I'm here. You know, I was so happy. I was so proud of myself, even though (laughs) I had so many low moments where I just wanted to give up. But, um, yeah, I'd say like, it kind of goes to show how significant a role like volunteers play and just the little words of encouragement that mean so much and go so far. Um, so yeah, that was that one, and the Black Mountain Monster was next. Mm-mm, not good. I mean, I did. I think I did around fifty miles, but for the twelve hour. But I had so much. I didn't eat properly. I threw up. Like I was so nauseous. Um, and this was before you were coaching me. Uh, so I, yeah, once again, very naive. Didn't know what I was doing. Very sick. Uh, wasn't eating well, and then. I signed up for a hundred mile race and I was like, "Mm, I, I need help. (laughs) I I can't keep doing what I'm doing because it's just clearly not working out because I knew that there had to be a way to run ultras and actually like enjoy them. Cause I felt like I hadn't found any enjoyment in them yet. Like I did the idea of it was enjoyable, but as soon as I was actually there, it was just like, it just not a good experience. So I can honestly say, not to toot your horn, but <laughs> you helped me. Like, my first hundred miles was, mwah, like, so so good. Uh, it was hard. It was f- incredibly difficult, of course. Um, but it was like everything kind of fell into place with the food and the pacing and just, uh, just being grateful and having that like gratitude to be out there. Type of that, stuff.
0: That was um, oh gosh, uh, class
1: no. no, um, Valley of Fire in Nevada. Oh, no, that's right. Fire. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes. There's
0: this
1: whole, whole weird thing of me going to, to Nevada, which I never expected to happen. But, um, and before that was Black, uh, Black Mountain Ultra Traverse, which was a very good experience as well. Um, I ran out of food with like 20 miles left to go. So that was not fun, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that feels like a very long time ago. Um, I guess, I guess it, you live and you learn right that's right, um, that's
0: right. yeah well yeah. I mean you you have learned a lot I mean yeah you know we we instantaneously reduced volume <laughs> um, oh
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my <laughs>
0: gosh Rachel was doing a ton of volume um, which you know isn't isn't the worst thing in the world but it wasn't what she needed uh, which is what right. we determined and then we started working on nutrition just basic stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's, you know, what, what started to make more of the difference was getting the right, you know, training along with, you know, getting her to, to practice what she was going to fuel with at, you mm-hmm. know, at the hundred miler, um, which was incredible. Um, cause you went out there because you had met, um, do <laughs> you want to talk about that? At, at yeah. Black yeah. Monster?
1: <laughs> it was so, it was so awesome. So I met when I was running black mountain monster, um, on the first loop. It was like right when we started actually. I was running and I saw a girl with a cool hat on that said runner on it or whatever like it's a brand. And um I said, "Hey, I like your hat." And after that, instant friends, instant friendship. Uh her name's Cherry and she has a husband named Fabian and they're both incredible incredible humans. Um and if, we we talked a lot and we got to know each other and um she was nursing Malachi at the time. So eventually we got her, her baby. So eventually we got separated. Uh, but at one point she was like, I'm signed up for this hundred mile race in November. If you wanted to, you could stay with us. Like we could do it together. We could train it for this and stuff. And in my head, I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't know if I can do that right now. Like (laughs) I had no intention of running a hundred miles that year, no intention. (laughs) Um, But then as soon as the seed was planted, and I molded over for approximately two days, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I found myself on Ultra Sign up, uh, signing up for it. And we kind of were able to actually we both had you as a coach at the time. Yes, right. And we were able to just kind of experience that race together, even though she she did she was she finished a few hours ahead of me. Um, but just ha- being out there with her and yeah, it was just it was a beautiful experience to uh have all of that come to life, I guess, or you <laughs> know, reality. Um, yeah. And now she has another baby and she's still yeah. crushing it. Yeah.
0: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and then, um, you know, you finished that one and it wasn't too far after that, that you started looking for the the next, you know, what was the next challenge going to be? Yeah. And uh you found Cruel Jewel.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: which was a, you know, it was a it was a surprise, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I mean you had tackled the Black Mountain Traverse, but um, you know, it was uh going from uh the, the valley of fire
1: <laughs> to yeah.
0: uh to cruel jewel, it was uh you know, it was it was definite a, a definite jump, which you know, surprised me. But um, you know, you uh, well, I'll say we were both, you know, optimistic. Um <laughs> based on what you had already done and, and, you know, how uh, positive you are, Uh, it's, it really, truly is incredible how positive you are and, you know, and, and how you can keep, uh, the mindset of, like you said earlier, just kind of keep moving forward, Mm -hmm. even when it does get dark, you know, you've had these experiences, which thank you for sharing all of that, Mm -hmm. by the way, like you've had, you know, you, you've really been through a, a ton of, you know, trauma that's, I mean, most of us have never had to deal with. So you've seen a lot of the other side of it where it, it's really bad. And I, I have to imagine if if you can touch on that for a while, like being uncomfortable in an ultra, I can't imagine really compares much to some of the other things that you've experienced.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's the main thing right there is I feel as though um, having the addiction stuff and being through recovery. Like I, when I was going through it, it was like the amount of like I was very, very depressed in the amount of days where I just like wanted to die and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse, you know? Um, like, I don't know. You know who S- Sylvia Plath is?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I idolized her and she, you know, she's a poet who eventually committed suicide. Like she, she those were the types of people that I idolized. Um, so I use it almost as a secret weapon, you know, like, the fact that I have been able to get through a thing that I never, ever, ever saw myself surviving. Um, and I don't know, like when I went to detox, I felt like a flip was switched. Um, cause I went from, I went from like having, being in a very toxic codependent relationship, both with drugs and with my ex who he wasn't a bad person. He just, he was very sick. You know, we were both very sick. So, um, yeah, I went from that to like, finally, I don't know, something just clicked in me finally that I, not that I was choosing my own suffering, but like that I almost had a choice, even if it, like, it it was just like presented to myself in a different way, um, that maybe I didn't have to be miserable all the time anymore, like I was, like I had been, um, like I got to a point where I, when I was doing meth, I thought I had parasites like living in my hairs, like every single hair in my body. And so I spent like hours and hours. I didn't have any hair uh, anywhere (laughs) because I I thought that they were like living inside me. You know, So like it's just like low moments like that. It's like the fact that I don't have to feel that anymore. And I can use that like positive energy that was once put into all these like awful things and like self-destruction. And do something that makes me feel alive. Because like, nothing makes me more feel more alive than just being out in the woods for any amount of time, really. It doesn't have to be hours and hours, but I do prefer it that way. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah it's right. a secret weapon for sure.
0: I'm glad you found that, Joy. Yeah. Um, it, it seems like you've tried to also create more positivity just in your daily um, professional life as well. Um, yes, yes. Do you... Um, do you want to complete the story with what you do and, and how that, that kind of relates to everything?
1: Yeah. Um, I struggled a long time to find a job that made me feel like truly fulfilled. Um, and a little less than a year ago, I was sitting back and I was like, what can I, what can I do? You know, what do I have experience in? And I eventually applied and got a job at this place called, it's called foothills at red Oak recovery. um, it's a rehab for adolescent boys. They're ages 14 to 17. And it's the best job I've ever worked at in my whole entire life. Um, I work Thursdays to Thursdays. So I work um like a week straight. And a total like work week is about 128 hours because we're just on the floor always. But um, I love them so much. And it's like there have been a few races like cloud splitter, for example, which I'm sure we'll touch on briefly, but, um, I was in so many dark moments and one of my chef supervisors would send me like messages from the boys, like cheering me on and telling me how good of a job I was doing. And just, um, they're probably the one, like I care about them so much, even though they're not actually my kids, but I feel like I call them my kids and I refer to them as, you know, as my children. And I, I, really, would do anything for them because like I know that they're all in places right now that uh are different from maybe where I was at when I went to rehab and treatment because they're still teenage boys um who might just be dabbling in things and having issues with their parents and stuff like that but just being able to be there for them in any way that I can uh I know means a lot Because when I was at rehab and the people like me, like I'm called a recovery guide. So um, the people who are just there for you when you need a listening ear and just stuff like that, uh, those are the ones that truly, truly help and the ones that you like always remember. So I'm extremely lucky to be able to do this job and to be able to just like wake up in the morning and feel and be able to go for a run at like four or five or six before I go on the floor. Like. It's um, yeah, I'm just really, really grateful for for Red Oak in general, Because, uh, one like I'm not just saying that it's the best job I've ever worked at it it truly is it makes me feel so fulfilled, um so yeah,
0: and we all need that in our life And I'm, I'm sure it it kind of helps fill some of that void that you needed, um yeah, you know, I mean, running does a lot it does it does for all of us, we all understand mm-hmm. that, but to so, you know to have that it's it's amazing um your dad you mentioned your dad a few times um and i've you know i've, I've noted a few times where he's been in town and he's like i went for rome my dad so <laughs> yeah. he's still running yeah um which is cool has he done an ultra
1: he has not um so he he runs every day he's one of the most optimistic and like Uh, wholesome people i've ever met my whole life and i'm signed up for a race in new hampshire this august called jigger johnson it's in the white mountains and my parents are going to be coming out and he is so excited because he's going to pace me he wants to pace me for 30 miles so and he's never done that before so he's like yeah like my friend's lending me his poles and i'm gonna have to get a hydration vest and i'm practicing hills and like (laughs) <laughs> yeah so he the most he's done is a marathon um but I believe in him I mean it's a lot of just power hiking so yeah. uh yeah no ultras for him but he is a very 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 like he loves running and that's yeah. probably where that's I got him awesome. so
0: <laughs> so this would be his first experience in one of your yeah. ultras yeah mm-hmm.
1: oh, yeah that's fantastic and then my mom so r.i.p <laughs> it's well, going be a
0: lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it'll be yeah. fun <laughs> uh, it's you know it's 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 interesting i don't know how many folks have had their their parents at an ultra my mom i uh, was trying to think back i think i think bigfoot was the first time my mom has ever been around an ultra mm. um and you know she <laughs> I could see in her face, you know, like coming into certain aid stations, like the concern and, you know, <laughs> is, is our little boy going to be okay? Yeah. You know, I'm, like, I'm, yeah. I'm good mom. Like, this is, this is fine. I'm tired, but you know, yeah. it's, it's been two days. I should be like, you know, yeah. she's like, why do you do this to yourself? <laughs> this is totally
1: normal. Just leave me alone. <laughs> uh,
0: she was, she was good. She was trying to help, you know, she had the kids, and, but uh, no, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's cool having them around, especially mm-hmm. you know, seeing it. Um, so I hope you enjoy that experience and I hope your dad does too. That's fantastic. Yeah. And it's so cool that he's going to pace you too. That's
1: I really know. Cool. I know it's going to be, it's going to be fun. I'm excited.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, uh, yeah. So you had mentioned cloud splitter. So, mm-hmm. uh, and that was after the Valley of fire, correct?
1: Um, okay. So I actually did black canyons, uh, in February of last year and then i did cruel jewel and then cloud splitter was oh after that. yeah yeah, okay. yeah. I, <laughs> all I, the I,
0: things. yeah jeez i'm trying to keep the the timeline right and i'm <laughs> totally screwing it up so sorry rachel okay there's um, so
1: many things but,
0: so um yeah okay so um <laughs> well black canyons um mm-hmm. you know was there anything any takeaways from black canyons that you uh you really learned something from it or
1: uh i love the desert um I enjoyed I I really, really valued the experience of being in a big race like that. But the takeaway I have from that race is it sucks being in a big race like that in the desert, because if you have to go to the bathroom, <laughs> it's difficult because <laughs> there's always someone around. Yes. Uh, so that's like the big, I really just did that for fun. And by the time I got to that race, I had already gotten off the wait list for Cruel Jewel. So I was more excited for that than the desert because yeah. So that's really it was really just for fun and just to experience uh what Black Canyons was and right I zero regrets for sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: So that led us into um cruel jewel. Now mm-hmm. um for those that are local to Asheville and know Grassy Knob, um <laughs> Rachel oh,
1: Grassy Knob.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I can't imagine anybody has the local legend on Strava, but Rachel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you 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 definitely have those laurels. I hope because uh, yeah. the, the amount of repeats that she has done on Grassy Knob, and for those that don't know, Grassy Knob it is just this peak that is I don't know. It feels relentless. It's steep, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not very long, um, but you get it. What's the stats on that one? Do you even know? It's um, maybe a mile, maybe. From I, shut yeah, in.
1: I think I think it's like a thousand feet uh, for about i think it's like a mile right something like for one side and then there's this backside that apparently i'm not supposed to go on i've been informed but that's like the steepest. it's like 30 percent grade uh so i haven't been going on that anymore ever since i was told but um and then the other side from sleepy gap to uh to the top is about 300 feet or maybe 400 and that's only like maybe half a mile or something like that but yeah you just keep on going up and down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. So it's, it's right off the mountains to sea trail. Um, folks can see it on Strava. You can check out Rachel. She's seems to be on that like every other day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm trying to get back there ASAP. <laughs>
0: <laughs> usually um... if, if you go on my Strava, if, uh, you see me run the, the shut-in trail, I usually toss it in to get a little extra vertical gain.
1: Yeah.
0: Cause it's, it's, it's stout. <laughs>
1: <Fun>. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: yeah yeah, <laughs> we have the Carolina Mountain Club to thank because they're the ones mm-hmm. that um kind of put the uh, the summit sign up there, and I think nice. tried to change part of it at least into an official trail. Mm-hmm. Um, so but anyhow, um she um she, I can say her training, I was really impressed with not only um just the completion rate whenever I go into training peaks, everything was green, she right. was always spot on um you know the volume was always there uh she was she i i put in vertical gain goals but she crushed them and and (laughs) surpassed them by everything i mean i had no doubt you know going into cruel jewel she was as fit as i could get her um so how did you feel going into cruel jewel
1: i felt really good uh i totally agree with you i don't think there was any more vert that i i mean i could have done more but it probably wouldn't have been helpful um I felt very, very prepared, even though I was like pretty nervous, uh, not, not ridiculously nervous, but I I felt nervous, uh, just because it's just this big, like, Oh, it's such a hard race. It's 33,000 feet of climbing and descending and all that. But yeah, I felt very confident in my, in my fitness. So that was definitely a huge, huge thing for that race. Um,
0: and cruel jewel is it's just relentless up and mm-hmm. down that's you yeah know, and and we talked about it you know you, you have plenty of time what's the cutoff on it 48 is that right? uh
1: 48 hours yeah
0: yeah so you have 48 hours to do it's i think it's 106 miles is that right
1: supposed to be <laughs> my watch <laughs> said 112 but One, not okay. all watches are correct
0: <laughs> right right yeah <laughs> and and like 30 is it thirty six thousand 000 feet again how much no
1: so it was supposed to be 33, but my watch said like 27,
0: Okay. which. Okay. And it's actually forever. changing this year too. I heard it they is. Yeah. The start area is going to be at Camp Morganton. Yeah. Yeah. And then it won't go into Vogel. Right.
1: Right. Cause of the like.
0: The new expenses. Yeah. And stuff uh, yeah like if, if folks hadn't heard at, uh, about this, Georgia um, has now uh, increased their fees for um, state park uh, usage in events. I think it yeah. increased like fifteen percent or something. Mm-hmm. As, 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 yeah, it was it was significant enough that races have kind of been deterred from using um state parks. So if you see a lot of course changes in in Georgia, that's that's the reason. But anyhow, mm-hmm. um Rachel, um I, I remember, you know, checking in on her as texting her. I usually text and check just that i did during foothills it's, you know mm-hmm. how's it going how you doing <laughs> and, yeah I, I get a chipper response you know still still moving still doing still all going. right yeah <laughs> yeah still going so um but uh, i think i think this was am i right this is the first one you use poles for mm-hmm. yeah this well, no, really... uh,
1: the black mountain ultra traverse i did traverse. Use poles for yeah, that yeah, one yeah, yeah.
0: okay Very that's
1: nice. great Fully, um, <laughs> as as you <laughs> should, be, as you should, be, right? Yeah.
0: Right. Um. So, um, and you know, a, a successful finish at Cruel Jewel, here. which kudos here. to you. Um. And so, you know, we're we're building here towards the the foothills trails, but what were some of the takeaways from um from uh, Cruel Jewel?
1: Um. Start off slower. Don't. <laughs> eh, like that was a big thing in that the beginning of that race was it was kind of down. It wasn't downhill per se, but for a few miles, it was kind of flattish. And I feel like, and it was a 12 p.m. start, which for me is uh, pretty late in the day because I'm a very early morning person. So it, it just kind of like trying to handle that a little bit better in terms of just my pacing and all that. Um, and there's just a lot of things in a race like that that you can't necessarily control in the moment like I my calves or quads were totally like blown towards the end and I just I could barely like do I couldn't do very much and my shoe my uh left foot for like six or seven hours it was in so much pain because they uh my crew people were amazing but they accidentally uh laced my shoe or like cinched it a little too tight Mm. so i think it cut off circulation or something so i just had a swollen foot so there's just like little tiny things (laughs) that you just can't control and that's okay and little things that you can't control um but i think that for that race i did everything that i could could have done uh on that day um (laughs) so yeah It's just, it was a really gratifying experience because it was very, very hard. And I knew that I was never going to give up, but I just, there were moments I I titled the run descending into the seventh circle of hell because that's how it felt (laughs) (laughs) a lot of the time, but yeah, it it was, it was hard. So now I know I can do very, very hard things. That's what I got from that race. Right on. Yeah.
0: And what helps you? Uh, when you get into those those hard times you know when Mm. things are, are really tough and you're feeling kind of down what what picks you back up or what keeps you moving forward
1: that's a good question um i i have a very like very intense mindset in terms of things like that. So like, I'll make sure I'm eating enough. I'll make sure I'm drinking enough, like maybe try different foods. Cause I know a lot of the time it is like a little, like little things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, lately, if, I, if the kid, like my chef supervisor or something from foothills, send me recordings of the kids, like those will bring genuine smiles to my face, mm-hmm. a smile to my face. Um, but other than that, I am a very, I don't like to stop like at aid stations. I don't, I I do stop for like maybe a minute, but like I keep going because I know that it's what I have to do and it's what I want to do. And I want to finish and I want to succeed and accomplish this big thing. And like, eventually sometimes I'll put in music, you know, sometimes I'll put in an audio book or if I'm with the pacer or something, just the moods are always up and down, up and down, um, especially towards the end. So It's just like, keep going. And sometimes maybe something will make you laugh. Maybe something will make you smile or maybe you have to cry it out. Who knows? But just kind of like letting things flow if they need to flow, you know? Yeah. So not, there's no miracle. Like, Oh, this is what you need to do to help me feel better because it's always changing, you know?
0: Yeah. So, um, would you say, um, your, your why is you know that reason that you want to accomplish this big thing or you know is there more to it is there you know something that that drives you initially um you know when you think about um your reasons for doing the race or Mm -hmm. your reasons for going after double foothills um, completion like um you know is is that enough for you or is there is there more and you don't have to define it but yeah Do you feel there's
1: yeah i mean i think it's just and it's not it's not always like a good thing but i think that i'm very i don't want to say like i have high expectations for myself and i feel like i am capable of doing so much more than i don't want to say is normal but like i'm capable of doing like really big things because i have that determination and I just want to see, like, where I can go with this. Because I used to put, like I said, I, I used to put so much energy into so many other things. But now I'm putting energy into something that I, like, truly love. And it's just, it, it's interesting to see how that plays out. Um, and I'd say, so, like, certain things, like, say, the Foothills Trail Double, for example, came to fruition because... <laughs> well we can get back to that later unless you want me to just say it now
0: (laughs) no that's fine you can talk about um
1: i originally i was just going to do the 77 because it was my birthday and i was like i want to do something fun and big you know um but then in my head i was like hmm like it is january 1st so what if no one wants to come out to help crew for me Mm -hmm. and what if i don't have a way to get back to my car so (laughs) (laughs) so I was like you know what I'll do I'll just double I'll just go out and back instead of the (laughs) the 77 so um that was how that one came to existence and that's fine (sighs) but then I realized like there's so few people who have done the out and back so that's also such an exciting thing and also that those are big miles and normally longer races cost so much money and this is essentially free other than paying for you know, nutrition and all that kind of stuff. So it's like little reasons. And then you start seeing, like you make these big goals for these like silly reasons. And then they become these like extremely exciting things to work towards. So,
0: yeah. yeah. (laughs) Right on now. Yeah. And in thinking about doing this, this double or the out and Mm -hmm. back of the, of Foothills, recognizing that not many people had done it. Um, did you feel like the the fkt was something that was ascertainable Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i I did um i because i calculated like the pace i had to go at and i know myself in terms of um, resting and sleeping um i knew it was going to be like a fine balancing act but I knew if i did the balancing act correctly which i have faith in my abilities um that it would be super attainable and there was no moment where i feared that i wasn't going to make it like in terms of the time or really the whole thing so yeah
0: yeah so, did, so you looked at did was the the old uh fkt we're like totally jumping ahead but yeah (laughs) (laughs) the the old fkt when you were uh when were you able to look in and kind of see some uh like was it on strava or anything like that that you could actually see it and get some benchmarks or anything like that
1: um the lady who held it her name is marcy beard um on the foothills trail ultra's website she he he has a link to her blog Mm. so i did I saw some of the splits and stuff, but I read her, um, the art, like her blog post, Mm -hmm. which was extremely long and extremely, extremely interesting. And, uh, I got a lot of good, uh, insight into the, into the run or from that. So that was really helpful. I didn't, um, I, I read it multiple, multiple times and not, not always all at once, but uh it it really like excited me because i could see how much joy that she had in running the trail and she posts a lot of pictures of it and stuff so um yeah that's i didn't really use her data i just kind of went by okay she ran it in 69 hours i just need to get it in 68 and we'll go from there so yeah did you reach
0: out to her at all
1: i did not i probably could have but i didn't
0: so don't always
1: do the all the things I should do (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: that's okay um so you did this as you were mentioning you were looking for support so you did this supported
1: I did yeah um my intention originally I don't think I ever told you this but because I follow this dude on Instagram and he ran the 160 miles only drinking tailwind the whole time and I was like if it comes to that I guess I can do that. I hate toluene. Like I'll drink it but I, I just I don't really like it. But I was like if if that's the easiest thing, like I guess I can do that too. Um but I I started talking, I reach out. I don't like to ask people for help. Um so a lot, oftentimes I'll like make a post on Instagram, like a story or something or I'll like mention it to my friends, but that's usually how I am able to get a crew and it's it's my, like people who genuinely who I love and who want to help me. And like, I owe them a lot. So I had like Jordan, a few people um, who are locals around here, Uh, Philip Trummer, Jordan Burnett, Lauren Catalano, and Craig Peterson. They all came out and absolutely like I could do it without them, but I feel like I couldn't do it without them, you know, in terms of like how it, it means so much having that support. And you don't realize like how how important it can be, you know.
0: Yeah. So yeah. they're
1: incredible for coming out there for that uh... amount
0: of time. And... <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's. I mean, I wish I could have come out. Um, yeah. You know, I just did the podcast with Nathan, it's... and he was, you know, out there doing his thing at the same yeah. time you were, and it's it's tough when you know when life draws you another direction, but you want to be out there helping you know but it
1: happens it's it totally okay it you know
0: oh, it's it's hard when it's you know you've got little kids and it's the holidays
1: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> luckily I'm childless except for all the kids at foothills so right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. um, so um going into this going into this um um adventure <laughs> mm-hmm. um what was uh how are you framing this? Um, you know, like what, what were you thinking in your head? What was like, um, you know, let's talk about some of the, I mean, obviously the goal was 68 hours. Right. But like, what other things did you want to get out of this? What were you looking to, uh, to hopefully check off when you, when you finished this?
1: Yeah. I mean, I wanted to, like I said, uh, there was a bunch of 200 mile races that I, have been eyeballing and in terms of costs, like right now at this point in my life, it's just not feasible. Um, so I was like, I, I really thought it was a cool idea to do your own like longer distance thing mm-hmm. and to be out there alone, just doing it just because just for fun um, is even better, you know, than like signing up for a race sometimes um, just having your own like adventure on your own that you've planned and put all this work into. And, um, so just like accomplishing this thing that isn't even an organized race event is really cool. Um, and bringing in the new year in a very exciting way was a big, a big thing for me and my birthday. Like I I find it very, um, it's a weird coincidence or like a cool coincidence that I work at a place called foothills and that I was running this foothills trail and everything just comes together. And it's the first of the year. Like it's very, uh, yeah, it just, it, it all means a lot to me. And I, in a way it's hard to explain, but it's probably pretty evident just by yeah. all that. But, um, yeah, just knowing that I can go past a hundred miles or 112 or whatever and keep on going and just know I, just seeing where I'm at in terms of fitness and what it really takes. Cause it takes a lot, it takes a lot,
0: <laughs> <laughs> a
1: lot more than you would, well, probably just as much as you would think. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> yeah. it's
0: a lot. Yeah. Well, and you, you touched on something there, Um you know, not being able to do a 200 miler. Yeah. It's, it's hard when our sport isn't accessible due to financial reasons. Yeah. Um, there shouldn't be that kind of barrier to, to entry and and some of the races are trying to do like scholarships or like payment plans. Um, you know, what is, what is that, you know, would that be something more viable to you? Um, this is a topic I haven't really talked about much on the podcast, but Mm -hmm. I'd be interested to hear your opinion as to, you know, if it means a lot to someone in order to be able to do an event, Mm -hmm. um, if the, you know, the race is willing to, you know, perhaps provide partial scholarship or, you know, payment over time, does that make it more of a viable option or what do you, how do you feel about that?
1: i love i love that idea um i am a huge fan of you do you know what afterpay is
0: um uh, i've seen it but i'm not yeah. familiar with it
1: like stuff like that it's you pay in like four installments or however many okay. installments um, gotcha. i am a huge fan because i have every desire to run a 200 mile race like bigfoot or you yeah, know Coca, sure. even Coca- Don, any of those um right. Which they have room for people to sign up, and I just well, some of them do, you know. Um, but I just can't right now. So yeah, scholarships payment plan payment plan would be like, I'd be all for that, you know.
0: Right it's <laughs> something you know if if you're interested or if anybody's interested, I believe if if I remember correctly, uh, Destination Trails did have that kind of.
1: Oh okay
0: you know payment plan i think there was like you know you pay so much up front and then you you pay in certain time periods you know um, nice. so right. just something that folks can look into or you know reach out to the the rd's about Okay. Um, because it is it is a huge financial commitment and you know it, that's not the only financial commitment obviously you know when when you're traveling especially mm-hmm. you know because then you're you're talking about travel expenses and lodging and renting cars and all this stuff you know plus your crew so it really is you know um something you really have to budget for oh um, for sure so yeah but um but getting back to to foothills sorry to take us off on the side tangent. Oh, it's
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: so um you know leading in uh, did you have like a a crew plan? Did you you oh. know have folks and you know know where they're going to be and what where and how and all that good stuff?
1: Yeah, uh, I did. I did. Um, my friend Jordan is she was like the ma- the head crew person, mm-hmm. and she was the only one that was out there the entire time, um, as well as pacing me for a few sections. But she, I had a general outline of. My goal pace, which was 26 minutes a mile, which we'll get back to that, but um, <laughs> it didn't happen the whole time, that's for sure. Um, and then I had like where I would be at each uh access point that I was going to have crew access at, and uh, how many calories I would need, and that was my plan, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> which is
1: very much like not a lot. And then Jordan, though, she is the one who kind of organized. Like, we ended up camping at Table Rock in her camper, which is perfect. And um, she is the one who figured out, like, which car would be where, what gear would be in which car, like, how this person would get back to their car. And, like, I have so much gratitude for her because I'm not as much of a planner as, like, (laughs) the endurance person. Like, I can go for days, but the little details aren't really my forte. Um, So... Yeah, she helped me a lot with those plans. Uh, like we we literally met. I think it was maybe it was like a week before the the run because uh, it was like the day before I went back to my uh, to foot the job I work at, and um, that's like when we really went over everything. Uh, like, <laughs> and we had one meeting, and that was that was it. And yeah, it, like I I don't like to overcomplicate things, um, but everything everything that happened pretty like pretty perfectly not perfectly but like you know everything was good organized yeah thanks to jordan (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's not how my brain works but
0: (laughs) i'll talk about the actual you know the running of the foothills um Mm -hmm. how did uh how did it go did it go smoothly um you know what were some of the challenges talk about that for me
1: yeah for sure so we started at 3 a.m and well i started and the first the only reason I really remember the first, what was it, I think six, 15 miles, 14, um, is because of like the videos I took and the pictures I took, because like it felt like so long ago. But yeah, <laughs> I, I felt real, real good in the beginning. Of course, I took it as easy and slow as possible. Um, When I got to the Laurel Valley access point, which was where Jordan and Philip were meeting me because they were about to run the Laurel Valley section with me, which is the hardest longest is 32 miles with no, like no access points or anything like that. Um, I had told them I would get there at nine 30, according to my 26 minutes, a mile pace. And they knew that that was like not going to happen. Um, so they were like, all right, we're going to be there at eight o'clock. Even if you do get there at nine 30, like we'll make sure we're early. I ended up getting there at about seven 40, um, which is, you know, there's no service there or anything like that. So I was slightly anxious. But luckily, I I only had to wait around for like like two or three minutes, and her truck came up, and she's like, "I cannot believe how early you are! Like this is not good." And <laughs> um, I was like, "I'm sorry." Like I, I knew this was gonna happen, but um, so they were rushed. I felt fine. Uh, I didn't feel rushed, but they were they were a little bit stressed out. So they ended up not having enough food oh. and all that for the section we were on. Um, which I felt bad because I I was. I was fine. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I had enough of everything. I offered them some things. Um, and yeah, so they were like a little bit calorie deprived by the time we got back. I was a little bit too, cause I didn't eat a big meal before the 32 mile section. Um, which I really should have, but that section was good. I mean, it was daylight. It was beautiful. Uh, perfect weather. Um, we got to at least see everything, you know, which was really nice. Uh, lots of bridges, lots of stairs, of course, <laughs> um, in true foothills fashion. And yeah, so we finished that section at, uh, it was nighttime. So I don't know what time it was, maybe six or 7 PM. And, uh, then Craig Peterson was waiting at the whitewater Valley or whitewater falls access point, And he had birthday, birthday music going and uh (laughs) which is nice and we ate a bunch of food and then craig and i went out and uh i was starting to get into some funks for sure um not as not as chatty maybe uh i had a a nice phone call from my chef supervisor and i got to talk to the kids at foothills for a little while or it's confusing foothills all the all the things are called foothills but um the rehab (laughs) Um, and they like cheered me on and they were like, Oh, like pretend that you have all the energy of us, like all 10 of us, and just keep on going and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, so that was nice. Um,
0: and do you think eventually, the, do you think the funks were brought about just um, from calorie lows or fatigue, sleepiness combination?
1: I think like I didn't feel like super, super sleepy yet, but yeah, I, I think a combination of it being the middle of the night and I was getting, I was getting closer to like the halfway point, which you could either feel complete elation or you could feel <laughs> trepidation, I guess you could say. And I was getting a little sleepy. I think it, it was, uh, it was just a bunch of things like yeah. calories. And that just, the me- it was, it's all the mind, you know, the brain saying like, okay, you're not even close to done Rachel. <laughs> like, um <laughs> So yeah we got to I, w- I was texting jordan saying like hey when i get to the halfway point i'm gonna try to sleep i'm gonna try i need some this to eat like you know because i had a little bit of service um now
0: and did, so did that weigh on your mind at all you, you mentioned the the distance you know like were you thinking about how much was left to go was that something in your brain oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it
1: was um especially as i was leaving uh but, but yeah, cause it's like, in reality, w- people run a hundred mile races all the time and that's a hard distance. Like It's, it's hard to run a hundred miles. Um, and when you're at mile 77 and normally if you're running a hundred mile race, like you're pretty close, you know, you're, you're getting there. Um, but it wasn't a hundred mile race. It was 155. <laughs> and <laughs> I had moments towards the end where I was like, why am I doing this? Like, I, I don't understand. <laughs> Like what is going on right now? Um, I'm at mile 140, but yeah. So the distance, as long as you allow your brain to get into that, like, you know, um, that cycle of uh, just thinking about things that it doesn't necessarily need to be thinking about, but it's it's inevitable because you got a lot of time out yeah, there.
0: Right. Um, it's, it's sometimes it is tough to to stay in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, did you find or, or I'm not trying to skip ahead here, but yeah. did you when you got later into it, like you mentioned mile one forty, mm-hmm. being, you know, fourteen miles from the finish, were you excited by that prospect or like dang, I still got fourteen miles to go? <laughs>
1: uh I know that like around that time I was relatively excited. Uh but the Laurel Valley, the second time we did the Laurel Valley section was pretty uh eventful like it, it was pretty it was all over the place so like i had mixed feelings uh because it was a lot of walking um a lot of not being able to run type stuff so it, it took a long time but uh yeah it, it was because i didn't recognize any of the laurel valley section either on the second time around because it was dark and um yeah but i'll, I'll get back to that section yeah sure. um so, yeah, when I went to Oconee, when we got to the halfway point, I ended up, like, trying to sleep, and I genuinely didn't sleep at all. Uh, I did rest for about an hour and ten minutes, and my watch kept, like, beeping and telling me that I was off course because I had the course <laughs> going on. So, like, it would beep every you know, a couple minutes, and it just made sleeping just impossible. And then...
0: How many hours were you into?
1: Um. Hmm.
0: So, you were... Ooh. I don't know. Uh,
1: I don't think it was at 30 yet. I think it was probably okay. I wish I knew exactly, but maybe around 20. Yeah. 20s. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't like super, super, super tired yet. But I wanted to rest because I knew it was like a good time to kind of mm-hmm. just because I was feeling I wasn't feeling super good. Um, Probably just because of all the mental things and stuff. So after that, I was pretty relieved to run alone for a little while for two, two of the next sections um, from Oconee to Burrell's Ford. It was 16 miles and I had a lot of. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. It was, it was a lot of, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was long. It was pretty long. Uh, long it was any- beautiful.
0: Did you use any caffeine?
1: I did use quite a bit of caffeine when I could. Um, I had some chocolate covered espresso beans at times. I didn't eat those as much. Um, I had like, uh, these like Starbucks coffee drinks and then little like energy shot things that Mm -hmm. I got from whole foods. Uh, and they definitely, all of it helped combined. And then the nutrition, like cliff blocks and stuff that I ate had some caffeine in them. Um, Oh, and then I had the just like regular coffee, too, when I would get to certain access points. Like I didn't want to overdo it on the caffeine, but I knew like my brain was getting like mushy, you know, <laughs> so it, it helped when I took it. But I didn't. Yeah, I think there was like one moment where I felt like I was taking too much and I was like, it's not good. I got to I got to chill, you know,
0: yeah. um, it, it was so it yeah. pretty easy to navigate even in the, the dark.
1: Yeah, it was actually extremely easy to navigate. Um there was no there were no moments where I thought I was off trail or going the wrong way or anything like that. So, Good. it was a very very well maintained trail. Very okay. well blazed. Um the blazes looked pretty fresh. I don't know how how often they go over them, but it was yeah, they did a great job out there right. for sure. sure. Lots of blowdowns, but it happens.
0: Right. And how was the um the steps and bridges? Did you have any problems in January first? It could be frosty.
1: Yeah, it wasn't. It was not. I was in shorts and a t-shirt most of the time, except for at night. Um, So very, it it did rain. It started raining, drizzling and stuff uh, on like Monday night into Tuesday. And then Tuesday, it just kind of like rained the whole time. So like a little slippery and a little hesitant on some bridges and stuff, but no frost or slipperiness in terms of that. So that was good. Yeah.
0: So you had yeah. two sections solo. Did that bring you back to the Valley?
1: Uh, yes, it did. So, um, to Burles Ford, I felt a little, eh, but then I ate a good meal in Jordan's truck. And then from Burles Ford to Whitewater, I, I started, I was hallucinating quite a bit. Um, <laughs> they started coming on strong and, uh, I just remember there was a moment where I was getting dark and then a fog just appeared and I was seeing demons everywhere. It's like the same demons I would see from when I was using meth and I'd be up for days and weeks at a time. So mm-hmm. it was like, I knew they weren't real. So I wasn't scared, but it just still fills you with, it fills you with this uneasiness. So
0: nice. luckily
1: my friend for, uh, from the rehab I work at, he called me and I got to kind of just talk to him while I was just running through the woods until I got to the Laurel Valley you know, the whitewater, Mm -hmm. uh, access section. And then, um, and then, yeah. So that was the start of the 32 miles. I had, a I had my friend Lauren, uh, come pace me for that. And I started off like excited. We were talking about everything that happened and laughing and stuff like that. But then very, very shortly thereafter, probably two or three miles in I was, I was so tired. I, I was exhausted. Uh, eyes were like I would practice closing my eyes just to see if like if I were to stop to sleep like would I be able to just fall asleep and the answer in my head was yes uh I would (laughs) so I told Lauren I was like I don't know if I can make it like not not make it but I think I need to take a nap and she was like okay let's let's just try to maybe take some caffeine and like we'll reevaluate in a few miles or something like that so I took some caffeine but it really didn't do anything and um I was getting further behind from her and I was just, I was in a funk and finally it was like drizzling. So it wouldn't be easy to just like be on the side of the trail sleeping because it was wet. But eventually she, we found a rock um, that had some dry dirt underneath like a big rock. Um, so she said, all right, well, let's get our emergency blankets out. You lay under here for 30 minutes and yeah. And we'll see what happens. And I did. I think I slept for about twenty out of the thirty minutes, but oh my gosh, it was life changing Um, (laughs) in the best way possible. (laughs) Uh, I felt very, very good after that. Um, So it it, it's amazing what a little bit of sleep can do. Right. Uh, So yeah, we kept on going. It was very long, and I was still hallucinating a bit, but not as bad. Um, And um, yeah just kept moving forward i sometimes we talked sometimes we both just listened to our own music um yeah so she was a very good pacer because she knew when to give me space and we made conversation when we needed to and all that good stuff but yeah that was a very long section and then towards the end it started raining and i was getting a little chilly um but i was looking for very much forward to the last 14 because i couldn't believe it was i couldn't believe it was almost there you know (laughs) (laughs) that it's just like an amazing it's a strange phenomenon like almost finishing this like huge huge effort so in retrospect when i got to the last to like the laurel valley parking lot where jordan was i should have taken a nap i think um i really i could have and i should have but i was like excited because i was almost done um only 14 ish, 15 miles left to go. Uh, yeah. And like I sat in the truck and then I got out and I was like, shut up. My legs were just shot, but, um, yeah, <laughs> we started moving forward and it was raining, raining, raining. And Jordan was an amazing pacer and my eyes would, were so heavy and she would start talking to me when she knew that I was getting to a pretty dark place. Cause I was just so tired and i was hallucinating so bad like the fog there was a lot of fog and i would see literal like apparitions coming out of the fog like ghosts you know it was pretty interesting actually when i would get bored i would start just focusing on the hallucinations not bored <laughs> but like you know in need of entertainment um because it was <laughs> slow going <laughs> so that was a, uh, that was good um yeah and then we kept going it was it was okay and she she would run sometimes and I would try to run, which I really liked because I would make like kind of push me to try to run a little bit and go after her. So it was just a very good pacing experience. And then it started thundering and like sideways rain. And we heard trees cracking when there was like two miles left to go. And it was bad. And I was hallucinating like crazy. And Jordan was like, Rachel, I know you're in a lot of pain right now, but like we need to go. So I ran as much as I could. And the last like three miles are actually not that simple going down like to the table rock you know entrance Mm -hmm. it's pretty tech it's not like technical but there's like water crossings and rocks and all that kind of stuff so it wasn't as easy as one would hope but and it would have been really beautiful if it was daylight and not like torrential downpouring but (laughs) the end it was anticlimactic because i was so cold and it was raining and she took a picture of me by the sign and then we immediately went into her car luckily the camper was like 2 minutes away so we drove to the camper i got in the shower and i was done
0: <laughs> and i went to
1: bed I, passed, I tried staying up but i stayed up for like 15 minutes and then i passed out <laughs>
0: and what, what was your final time
1: uh 63 hours and i think it was like 13 minutes and something like that
0: so, you, so you yeah crushed it. you crushed mm. it <laughs> thank you
1: <laughs> yeah
0: that's fantastic. Thank you. Uh, on a side note here and we'll, we'll, ca- we'll talk about recovery and how that's been, but, um, what is on Rachel's playlist? I'm interested to hear.
1: <laughs> I listen to some very strange music. <laughs> um, like I have, I make a playlist for each run. Um, this one had, <laughs> I don't let anyone listen to my music cause it's very, uh, Rachel, um, there's this artist called banshee and she's like it's like angry like girl music and uh, the genre is like aggressive fairy music and then i listen to like law dispute um and gosh it's just like a a bunch of different things i can't even like angel spit is another one there's this girl named zombie girl i like to listen to music that has to do with like being up all night type stuff too um (laughs) gosh when people ask me like what artists i like i'm just like i don't you don't even want to know Well, um, but I, I can share be, a playlist or something if people are really interested but
0: yeah well, you know. I, I I knew it was going to be you know things that, that not weird but not you know that <laughs> I, I probably hadn't heard of <laughs> yeah oh
1: yeah you probably have no idea who a single person I just said was I don't totally <laughs> I, There's probably there's
0: probably but yeah yeah I'm, I'm an old fuddy-duddy so <laughs>
1: yeah it's a very uh specific
0: taste so oh, that's awesome that's great yeah so you got some sleep. That's fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, this it was uh, whew, quite the endeavor. So when mm-hmm. you were rested, and I uh, could reflect a bit mm-hmm. on it. Uh, what were some of the things that, you know, you were like, this went really well? Uh, you know, what were some things that you could give you know, some, uh, this went really well, this? Yeah, I could have done better here. Uh, just so people could take some some takeaways from the, the yeah
1: event. I think like in terms of what went well I, I was looking back and I was like did I go out too fast in the beginning because there were times when I was like 10 hours ahead of schedule um <laughs> which is <laughs> an astronomical amount but um I think that I was talking with Jordan about this and I was like I don't think if I had gone any slower I don't think it would have gone well because I think that Um, you don't, you never know what's going to happen in the second half. Like I still could have, something could have happened. Like I could have blown up or I don't know. So I think my pacing, despite the fact that my goal pace was 26 minutes a mile, like that's just, I, I don't think that was feasible. Um, I think my pacing was good. Like I did well in terms of not going out too fast and just like feeling comfortable and enjoying, enjoying the run as much as I possibly could, uh, nutrition, There were times where I think I could have like before the first Laurel Valley section, I could have done a much better job at like doing a calorie dump type thing there. But um, food is something I am very disciplined with nowadays, especially with stuff like this, because, you know, it's just so important uh, to eat enough and to eat the right things. And I still I'm still working on eating the right things, I think, um, and exploring different like I do, I do mostly cliff blocks for uh, like gels, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, because there's just like I don't like the sticky. I don't like spring energy personally. I like the awesome sauce one, but that's it. Um, and because they're sticky and they 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 just get all sticky in your vet, like <laughs> vests and stuff. And I'm just like I don't want to deal with all that. And cliff blocks are two servings per package, so what's there's nothing wrong with that but like yeah just working <laughs> on different nutrition things too just in terms of like what will make the body feel more like nourished i guess is something mm-hmm. that i'm kind of focusing on
0: doing I always look for with. that that consistent you know mm-hmm. kind of energy ride like yeah i don't want spikes you know i don't want valleys i want to just kind of maintain that happy medium um yeah you know and that's that's i think that's what we can we often try to strive for it. It's the hardest thing to find, you know, is, mm-hmm. is how to, how to hit that, but it's, and you know, what may work one time doesn't work the next. So it's, it's exactly. constant, constant, you know, experiment. It, but,
1: yep. And, we can, um, and
0: stuff. So um, you talked a little bit about you probably t- should have taken another nap, but in retrospect, um, you know, do you think that would have, uh, I mean, it wouldn't have held you up too much. You still would have been well yeah. ahead of the record. Uh, Yeah. Would you have done anything differently with your, with your sleep pattern?
1: Um, other than like potentially at that time, taking another nap, like I I think it could have maybe made the last leg a bit more comfortable. Um, but at the same time for sleep, like I I don't think I could have slept any more than I did. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that for me but maybe i should have like it's like i don't know i don't know (laughs) um because i know it's hard for me to rest during these things but it's also very important um so maybe the first time waiting until i was like really really tired but you know like at the halfway point instead of sleeping there maybe waiting another 16 miles or something like that to actually get like that good rest in for Mm. two hours or whatever um but my sleep for this thing was exactly, I think, what it needed to be in, for this thing. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes and, any sense whatsoever. That
0: yeah. yeah that, I mean, it was incredible because it wasn't, I don't even know if it was, you know, a few days, your runner amnesia is probably short and much more short term than, <laughs> than some others because you were already talking about what you're you know, hoping to do next. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which do you want to share that with uh with folks
1: yeah yeah um so i'm doing the brutes challenge of course um (laughs) which is the blue do you remember what it stands for blue Blue ridge Ridge
0: ultra trail endurance challenge
1: yes yes exactly that (laughs) um so yeah the next one i'm doing is the georgia loop but um i'm going to do it twice because on the fkt website the double is an option there but it's like no one has done it before and so in my head i'm like why not why not do it twice and then i was talking (laughs) to someone the other day and we were talking about doing things doubling things up and in my head and something in my head clicked and i was like hold on a second maybe i should just do the brutes challenge but i should do everything double
0: (laughs) double brood (laughs) because
1: why not right like (laughs) it could be it could be fun So that's that's the intention right now. And also, another part of my thinking for that is, because you never know, it's a lot of different runs, and it's hard to always get people to come out there. So it's like, it's always more feasible to know that you have a way to get back to your car, you know?
0: <laughs> well, thankfully, so, the Georgia loop, if you do one loop, you're back yes. at your car. <laughs> exactly.
1: exactly. So yeah, that one is obviously...
0: But just you know, me at the same time, it then it's the temptation. You know, you, you yeah. may have to lose your keys.
1: Yes, <laughs> exactly. Lose my keys somewhere on the trail for, for sure.
0: sure. Um, <laughs> Halfway through this, the loop.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, that one's actually going to be tough. So yes. yes, like I've been thinking about it. <laughs> it's on yep. the Duncan Ridge As Trail. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> yep. A lot of us know it well. So yes, That's amazing, but. Uh, oh man, Rachel, congratulations on the, uh, this uh, oh, man out and back on the foothills trail. FKT incredible. Um, Thanks. anything that, uh, we've left out or we should say before close out. Yeah,
1: probably not. I think that's, uh, that that's... wraps things up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right well,
0: that's awesome. If folks do want to connect with you, um, you mentioned Instagram, what's mm-hmm. your, what's your handle there?
1: Okay, so just look up my name. <laughs> it's, but my actual handle is Gothic Father Six Six Six. Of course <laughs> Yep. <Yeah. laughs> but you can look me up by Rachel Blinn. So that that might be. I'll put
0: it in the show notes. More
1: appropriate, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very yeah. good, Rachel. I thank, thank you. you for for sharing so much with us. Uh, yeah, Being open for with sure. your story and, um, I you know obviously I certainly. I'm by your side and I can't wait to see the double Georgia loop. Um, yeah. she's heading back to cruel jewel. Um, can't wait. <laughs> so lots of excitement here in the, in the yeah. world of Rachel Lynn, So, you know, give her a follow, give her some, some encouragement, some love and, uh, support. So thank you, Rachel so much.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. I enjoyed this.
0: <laughs> I want to thank Rachel again for sharing her story. I want to congratulate her on such a amazing accomplishment. Uh, Rachel, truly, it was uh, it was wonderful to to hear your story. So thank you and congratulations once again. Um, so lots to catch up on here. Um, my goodness, uh, let's start with just training. Um, I've kind of been uh, coming back around. Um, been in good communication with my coach, Patrick Regan. He's really. Um, you know, kind of been listening to uh, what my input, which I I sincerely appreciate. Um, we're just kind of taking our time and building back, and not rushing things. Um, I was doing a 17 miler uh, in Dupont State Forest, and I had initially planned to start from a parking area, which would uh, mean that I would get you know some good time on my feet on some service roads before. I even had to think of going on single track, but unfortunately that parking lot was closed, so I had to start the loop a little bit earlier, which put me on the single track, and it was still dark. I had my headlamp, but I did not have my, uh, my waist lamp, which uh, definitely gives me better depth perception, and I guess I just didn't have enough light, and I twisted my ankle again. And um, I was wearing my Ultra Olympus, so a higher stack shoe. So it, you know, it hurt. But thankfully, it didn't hurt as bad as the last time I had rolled my ankle. So uh, I finished the run, got all 17 miles. Unfortunately, I sprained it in the first mile. So it made the rest of the run a little difficult. But, um, you know, as I sit here and record this on the 24th, this episode should release on the 26th. Um, I ran on the single track today, on the single track where I originally had um, really hurt the ankle, um, you know, a few months back. And actually, I felt um, pretty good, pretty nimble, um, like my ankle's coming back under me, like the strength is coming back. So, um, you know, I was, I was really pleased by that. I have not been on much single track Truth be told, I've just kind of been keeping to roads and dirt roads just to kind of make sure the ankle's okay. And actually, it's been kind of nice because I can kind of feel my fitness coming back um, a lot quicker. Uh, The other thing that I've been doing, which I've never really done in the past, is I've really been slowing down my recovery runs to, you know, kind of high zone one, low zone two um, heart rate. Uh, Sure, I've been heart rate in the zone two for recovery runs, but really, really just kind of embracing going easy. Um, And, uh, you know, that for me is uh, it can be, you know, anywhere around 11 minutes to 12 minute miles, which, you know, um, that's that's I mean for me, that's, that's, you know, obviously super easy to be in, in zone one, but, um, you know, that's really made the difference. I'm recovering so much better. I feel so much better. You know, I had a great run today. Like I was talking about, not only did my ankle felt good, but you know, I felt good overall. So, um, really been embracing this kind of going, going easier. Um, We've been reintroducing some strides. Uh, I had a little bit of threshold work last week. Uh, we did some some up down so if you check on Strava last Friday I did uh, ten minutes up um, short rest ten minutes down short rest I think it was like two minutes and thirty seconds and then um, the workout. Um, as Patrick put it in was two by five minutes uphill. It should have been five minute uphill, five minute downhill with two minutes rest. But so, um, I figured that's what it was. So I just played it safe. I did the two minutes, uh, excuse me, the two times five minutes uphill, and then I did five minutes downhill. So I incorporated an extra five minutes uphill, but it was a good workout, you know, all said and done. And then I chased that with a, uh, a long run on Sunday. Um, I just went out yellow gap road. Uh, from my house, went nine miles out, nine miles back, got in a solid 18 miles. And, uh, you know, I, it, um, it it was under, you know, kind of the the wrong conditions. Um, I hadn't really slept much. We had a, a track meet on uh, on Saturday. It was an all-day meet in Winston-Salem that we had to drive to on the bus. So I got up super early, like 3.30 a.m. It was out the door about 4 a.m., Got my run in. Was at the track meet all day, you know, and then we we got back after eleven. So tried to get some sleep Saturday night, but you know I ate poorly on Saturday, um, and, uh, and obviously didn't get you know much sleep. So uh, I didn't expect much out of the run. It didn't feel great, I'll be honest, um, but you know it wasn't like I was slogging, but I just didn't have much pep in my step. But uh, but definitely got it done. Felt good doing so. So happy to happy to get that done. Um I also ran in the new Innovate Terrafly Ultra G280s. Man, it's always a mouthful with these Innovate shoes anymore. But um it's the first shoe that they've uh used nitrogen in their mids in their midsole the first time Innovate has used it. Um New Balance uh, if you remember they used the uh nitrogen infused in a number of their midsoles. Um But um, Innovate has now introduced nitrogen-infused midsoles with their graphene, uh, which is an interesting combination. It feels really good underfoot. That's what I did my long run in, um, and I've really, really enjoyed it. So um, pretty cool shoe. I'll be reviewing it more in my newsletter. That's coming out February 1st, so you can check out uh, the full review in the newsletter if you haven't subscribed to the newsletter hop on over to my website, um, links are in the show notes and you can, uh, you can subscribe for free. It's a monthly publication. I try to put out as much as I can, uh, information reviews, you know, tips, training tips, uh, all sorts of stuff in there. So, um, but you can check that out there. Um, so yeah, really enjoyed that innovate shoe. Very, very happy with it thus far. Um, so, um, and then aside from that, um, yeah, I mean, just kind of rebuilding, you know, getting the volume back up. I got like 70 something miles in my treadmill broke. I couldn't believe it broke. I just got this thing last summer and, uh, it, it, the incline's already not working. So I had to have to get that. It's, it's, you know, the parts are coming and, and service will come and repair it, but just have to be patient. So in the meantime, uh, Patrick has me doing some weighted vest, um, hiking. So I've been using my 20 pound vest and, uh, and doing, uh, two miles. I go, uh, from my house up the hill and back and, uh, you know, paces have been, uh, coming down. Uh, you know, I, I walked up the hill today and I was right around 14 minute mile, um, with, uh, with walking. So, um, really pleased with that. It's, you know, it's really progressing. So, um, you know, my, 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 my hiking speed is really coming back and increasing. So, Pretty cool stuff. So um, it's kind of where I'm at and what I wanted to, to update you with, with training. Uh, again, newsletter coming out, so subscribe there if you haven't joined me. Um, and uh, if you're interested in following along on my training, um, asking questions, you know, join me on Strava, follow me along on Strava. Uh, I'm not the biggest social media person. You know, I, I've had a few people ask me uh, to kind of do some updates on social media and such. Um, it's just not my bag. Um, I really... I don't like posting about myself. <laughs> uh, you'll notice on Instagram, I usually just take a picture and post it. No comments, no captions, nothing. I just love the beauty of the picture and just want to post it. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean Facebook, you know, uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just not my, my scene. I like talking about things here on the podcast cause I get a lot of questions, uh, generate some questions from folks. Um, and you know i guess I, I i could do the same for for facebook and instagram it's just it's not really in my my nature to to do it so um but anyhow i'll try to do a better job at that cuz i have asked i have had a lot of people ask me about following my my journey here to the the grand slam uh which i can't wait for um i will be running the rim Rummer, excuse me rim runner 50 mile race on april 1st I'm going to check out the course in a few weekends here, just do a little preview of the loop. So pretty excited about all that. Um, and, uh, um, coaching, uh, is, is just exploded. Um, as I said previously, um, you know, I'm, I'm really booked up right now. So as of right now, I'm, I'm, I really can't take on any more clients, um, but if you're interested in talking about summer or fall and want to reserve your spot, you know, hopefully some spots will open up by that time. Um, as people will kind of finish up their goal races and such, a lot of people like to take some breaks. So, um, yeah, just let me know. Let me know if you want to talk about coaching at a future time. But like I said, at this time I am just covered up, <laughs> which I am super grateful for. um, Other than that, um, I want to thank, you know, as always, my Patreon supporters. Uh, I'm about to record a a private Patreon episode. I had uh, one of the Patreon uh, members ask a question. So um, I've been doing, trying to do about every other week a private episode for the Patreon supporters. Um, So if you're interested in supporting, you know, my work here um, that I do between uh, the podcast, YouTube, and the newsletter, you know, I sincerely appreciate that. Uh, really helps me cover costs. Uh, so, thank you, and thank you to my Patreon supporters. There's a link in the show notes. Um, you can also just make a one-time donation to Venmo. Um, I, I can put the uh, the Venmo um, link in the show notes, so you can make a one-time donation. If uh, Patreon is not your thing, you know, you don't want a monthly subscription. If you just want a one-time donation. Feel free to, to donate on Venmo. I sincerely appreciate all the help and support. Um, it's a wonderful community. I'm so glad to be a part of it. And I continue to, to try to make relevant episodes and things and people that we can learn from. And as always, if you have a question, a comment, or uh, an idea or a guest for the podcast, please reach out to me. Let me know. Uh, I want to make sure this is relevant to you. So I thank you for your ears, for your time. Uh, for, for being a part of this. So until next time, keep running, my friends.